You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So the Knicks may be without Obi Toppin, but they'll certainly come into tonight's game in much better shape right now than the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, the Hornets have one of the worst records in the league at 7-18, and 18, and they've been absolutely decimated with injuries. You got LaMelo Ball out with an ankle injury. Uh, uh, Gordon Hayward has, a, has a, a fractured shoulder. Dennis Smith has an injury. Mark Williams has an injury. He's the first-round pick they drafted this year. And Cody Martin all out with injuries. So this is a very shorthanded Hornets team. Of course, they had the uh, uh, Miles Bridges assault case. He's not signed on any team right now, so he's not with them. So this is a very different Hornets team than the teams that Knicks have faced in years past. They recently nearly overcame a big deficit against the Nets on Wednesday in Brooklyn, but fell short. They are currently riding a three-game losing streak, but they do head home tonight. The Knicks will be traveling to Charlotte for this game. To note, earlier this season, these two teams played a real barn burner, one of those great early season games. It was an overtime thriller. Uh, Knicks won 134-131. Jalen Brunson had a really big game. In that one, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. actually played really well for the for the uh, for the Hornets in that game too. Uh, Tommy, uh, should there be any concern about the Knicks losing this game? Because when you look at it on paper, it feels like the Knicks should kind of just walk out there and beat these guys by double digits fairly easily. But things never come easy for the Knicks, so <laughs> you kind of anticipate what could go wrong. So I ask you, what could go wrong tonight? Listen, with the Knicks, there's always something that could go wrong. What's the what's the spread in this game? Um, That's good. That's actually a good question. Let me let me, let me figure that out. Why the, the Knicks are only given three points? I agree with you. I figured they'd oh. be closer to six or seven. Um, yeah, they are the road, and um, uh, but still, it's not like Hornets. Uh, Charlotte's a, a great place to play. You know, a huge home court advantage. Um, yeah, no. Listen, Knicks have to win this game. Um, you know, it's it, they 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 have. You know, what the Knicks have, the reason they're hovering around 500 is because they've taken care of business against the yeah. Pistons. They beat up on the Pistons, beat the Hornets earlier this season. They beat the Magic earlier this season. Um, so that's what, well, you know, uh, teams that, that are coached by, you know, that, 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 that coaches that make sure they don't, you know, take any nights off thing, you know, they can get beat by talent, but you, you expect them to at least show up and, and play hard and compete. Um, even when the, the schedule dictates that it should be a, you know, they, they haven't, um, two tips credit, they haven't really gotten snatched, um, you know, and, 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 and lost a winnable game or a very winnable game this season, um, you know, to a, to a really bad team. And that's what this will qualify as a bad loss. Um, you mentioned the injury issues and the, the starters are decent for Charlotte, you know, Ubre, Terrozier is a very good player. Um, McDaniel, yeah. solid two way player. Plumlee's a center. Washington's decent. Um, but when the Knicks really need to take advantage of tonight is the bench. Um, and their last game against the Hornets, nobody on last game against the Nets. Um, nobody on the Hornets, none of the reserves scored more than five points. Um, you know, Bryce McGowan's, Taylor Maladone, Kai Jones, Nick Richards, um, JT Thor. Um, these guys that are barely, you know, rotation NBA players. So um, this is where, you know, Hardenstein, IQ, um, you know, McBride, those guys should come in and have an immediate impact. Um, so even if the starters just hold water um, and, and, and just kind of keep it leveled, you should see the bench come in and really, um, you know, give them a big boost. Um, but, um, you know, the, the fact that it's only three-point game, that does kind of worry me. That tells me Vegas <laughs> – you know, yeah. see something um, that uh, you know, and, and like you, and like you said, there's 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 always something to worry about with these guys. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it's weird, like you mentioned, the Knicks haven't really had your like classic letdown game yeah. this year, where like right. you're the team that was just you know railing that comes in and you think, okay, Knicks should win this game easy, and then they lose. Like they they've I think they've won almost all of them. Now they haven't really beaten any good teams. That's kind of been the other issue. Right. That typically the Knicks will have some like miraculous wins. You're like, wow, yeah. where did that come from? And those aren't on the schedule. And I guess the, the way the NBA works, that leaves you right around 500. <laughs> just get the team supposed to be, you don't be anybody that's better than you. So I'm going to say that I'm not too concerned about the Knicks finding a way to win this game. Um, I know Char- playing in Charlotte has kind of always been an issue. Like they just, for whatever reason, they've always seemed to have trouble playing there and they've had tough games there. They've had, they've blown leads there. So the history doesn't make me feel good, but I think the, the guys on the roster for both teams, if you feel like the Knicks should succeed, it's very interesting when I saw that the, the starting lineup that the Hornets were going with that they they have Ubre starting in the backcourt with with uh with Rogier, you know, and Rogier's been playing a lot of two since Lamella Ball's been there. So those two guys have kind of been leading the Hornets recently. They're really the two primary scorers at this point. Both guys almost kind of playing out of position, really, with the way those guys have been playing recently. Ubre's been more of a stretch four. Rogier's been playing off the ball a lot. So should be should be should be. An interesting matchup with the backcourt, whether it be, uh, you know, the matchup of Rogier versus Brunson. Um, I'd be curious to see. I assume Grimes picks up Rogier. I, I don't know. I, I don't know because Uber is 6'7", 6'8", so I don't know if you want Brunson covering him too. So if there's anything to watch, that may be something to look into. The, the Hornets are playing a bigger lineup than most teams, and the Knicks have been able to successfully hide Brunson since putting Grimes in the, in the starting lineup. I wonder how easy that would be able to do. You put him on McDaniels. McDaniels is not really a create, you know, a offensive creator. That may be something to look at as well. Interesting. It's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Um, they do present a size issue that that um, Brunson should be able to obviously take advantage on the offensive end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe if if Brunson if McDaniels is sitting in the corner, um, you can uh, stick him on them. But look, just looking at the box score, he did take fourteen shots, only four threes. Yeah. Uh, you know, took 10 two, two pointers um, against Brooklyn. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something Tibbs is going to, you know, have to try to figure out as a way to, um, you know, whether he wants to kind of match size for size. I agree with you that obviously you ideally you don't want to put Grimes on, on Rosier. Um, but that may, yeah, putting um, Ubre, uh, putting Bruns on Ubre may, may present some issues as well. So um, we may see a little bit more McBride tonight. Um, you know, obviously RJ can switch over and guard one of those guys as well. So um, he's actually probably a better fit for Ubre. So yeah, that'll be interesting. That's something that we'll keep an eye on. Yeah. And I think this me a big matchup tonight will be uh, Randall now playing the majority of the four minutes, uh, maybe ent- almost entirely the four minutes up against uh, PJ Washington. Washington is a guy who kind of went crazy in the last game the Knicks played against him. He, he always seems to shoot the ball really well against the Knicks. And, you know, I think, the times we've seen Randall struggle defensively has been with guys who will stretch the floor and guys who can and really space you out. And, and Randall, when he loses his defensive focus, usually those guys can hurt you. So that would be one of the matches I would be very interested to see what Randall's focus is. I know in the post game of the last game against uh, uh, whoever they played, uh, the Hawks, he said that, you know, he really wanted to zero in on rebounding because he has rebounded the wall ball well this year. I actually really appreciated that self-awareness that he wasn't rebounding the ball that well. We complain about a lot of things with Julius and like rebounding really wasn't one of them, but like it was an issue. I mean, you look at where he's been in the past and, and what he's done this year. I, I wonder if he'll have that same attention to detail to the scouting report. Cause that's been one of my biggest issues with him defensively 
for the last for this early this season, but especially last season, was it felt like there were times where guys that we know are shooters, he's not closing out on. And um and Washington will put him up. I mean, he's not a guy who's shy. Um, he's not necessarily the most efficient player, but if he gets hot, he can really hurt you. So um that I think will be a key matchup. Or any matchup that you're looking at in this uh in this game tonight. Yeah, I think uh, uh, obviously, we, you know, we talked about Randall yesterday on the pod. Um, can he back up that, that incredibly, incredibly impressive performance in the win over the Hawks? Can he start to string together? You know, we've seen some great games this season and then duds and, you know, mid-tier games and then a decent game, but hasn't strung together like, a, a you know, three or four games in a row. Um uh, so well, that that'll really since his, his all NBA season, you know, because last yeah. year much of the same. He had you know a couple of good games here and there. Um, to his credit, he's been far more consistent, um, you know, production wise, efficiency wise. I was actually looking at his numbers um, earlier today. So he's played twenty five games this season. Um, and just to, to kind of highlight that increase in efficiency and, you know, taking better care of the basketball through the first 25 games last season, Randall scored 495 points on 420, 420 field goal attempts and had 83 turnovers this season. He's had 541 points on 399 field goal attempts and 66 turnovers. So more points on fewer field goal attempts with, you know, significantly fewer turnovers. Um, that's, that's kind of what you'd want from Randall. Um, so again, but you know, as, as we've talked about before, Randall can have a good game without scoring 28 points. You yes. know? Like, that's what Nick fans, you know, I think that's kind of what he got confused last season with the thumbs down and the booing and all like Nick fans, if he takes charges and boxes out and closes out on shooters, Nick fans will notice that stuff. So he doesn't need to score, you know, 33 points. <clears throat> In order to get back in the kind of good graces of the fans, like if they if he shows a solid commitment defensively, um, so uh, and and this type of game is is a situation where yeah Washington can put up some points, um, so he can you know kind of show and prove and and again string together some consistent effort, uh, consistent efficiency, and that's that's kind of what the Knicks need. Yeah, and he has an opportunity to do that. I mean, if you look at the schedule coming up. I mean, you got Charlotte tonight, and then you got Sacramento, an improved Sacramento team, but still not necessarily a team that you be scared about defensively he usually polarizes uh Sabonis um though I think he'll probably up against Murray most of that game and Harrison Barnes uh Chicago back-to-back they've been reeling they have injuries so and then Indiana who's been playing really well um so but like there are some games there where this could be a really good stress for him uh getting more extended time I don't know how much he really looks over his shoulder at OB because I don't think Tibbs really threatened him with OB but OB is not there and he's not going to get a quick hook um not that he ever would but Right. Even 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 if it's just the fan, sometimes I don't even think it's Tiz, but the fans you can kind of feel the possible energy at the garden when he's yes. struggling. The fans will kind of start to groan, and you'll even hear the OB chants. Like he won't worry about that for the foreseeable future. So this could be a time for him to get right, and I hope he does because it means it will mean the Knicks will be playing better. And like we said yesterday, I think it will mean that his trade value will go up. So I'm all for Julius uh, going on a tear here, and I think he has an opportunity to uh to do so one quick thing on the hornets before we move on am i crazy to think that the knicks should be keeping their eye on the mellow ball when we talk about star player they're allegedly trying to get now let me be clear i'm not i'm usually never the guy who's like knicks are gonna get that guy that guy i've never been that guy but i'm going based on just the strategy knicks have put together and looking at the kind of lay of the land where the nba is i mean charlotte is a mess i mean we kind of knew the season was going to be a dud 
But the fact that Melo hasn't been able to get on the floor, and this being LaMelo, not Melo Carmelo Anthony, uh, this you know, new age Melo hasn't really been on the floor. It's only made things worse for them. Now, if they get weak to Wimbenyama, I mean, they probably thought, okay, great, we can pair LaMelo Ball with Wimbenyama and be great. But we've seen that the lottery now is a lot more unpredictable than it has been. So let's say this is a team that does end up with the you know second worst record, but then ends up with the fifth pick. Like, you know, does the does LaMelo Ball start to get anxious and say, hey, I don't know if this is this is it for me. You know, apparently he, he does like Charlotte, but it's certainly one of the smaller markets in the NBA. And the Knicks do have a lot of draft capital. He just seems like the kind of guy that if the Knicks were to go all in on a young player and a star. I would I would say that he's a guy I would take I would take consideration. Am I am I crazy for saying that LaMelo Ball might be a guy Knicks should be looking at? Uh, no, because it, yeah, again, he fits the bill. Um, you know, he's a guy that seems destined to play on a big stage in a big, yeah. city, you know, whether it's LA or Chicago or, you know, uh, you know, New York, certainly. Um, I'll admit I was off on my draft predictions for LaMelo. I just didn't, I hated his form. Um, I just, you know, shot selection, IQ, um, you know, things that, that, you know, I just, I just, I didn't envision him as a winning player. Um, maybe I just watched too many of the clips of him pointing at the half court line and shooting from there, you know, like, yeah. um, but to his credit, um, he matured, um, finds ways to help his team. Great rebounder, um, solid passer, um, improved. I'm, I'm not sold on the shot. Um, I, I don't think he'll be a, 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 a high percentage shooter. I'd see him as more of a volume scorer, um, which can be a, a bit of an issue when you're a, the point guard and a facilitator, but, um, make no mistake. Kids a star. Uh, star yeah. qualities um, and uh, played extremely well last season, obviously exceeded all expectations. Um, that being said, as you know, the NBA makes it almost impossible for you to screw up uh, the first seven years of a guy's career. If you want to, exactly. if, you, if you choose to max him out um, and, you know, every good player to great player um you can choose to to keep him you know kind of within your franchise and um if the if he was ever put on the block but then again you were dealing with the balls here so would it shock me if his father says my son's never going to set foot on the court yeah. again in charlotte you know something like that could happen um you know then i think the knicks would obviously jump to the, to the front of the line um and they obviously have the assets um would jordan be willing to to part with you know his, his star franchise player because if they lose LaMelo, um, you know, what what do the Hornets have at that point? Obviously, the Miles Bridges thing was a major setback for his franchise, for the for the entire franchise, for the league, for that matter. Um, yeah. But I do think that if you're ever going to have a weird, you know, like a, a, six months ago, the, the Hornets trajectory was skyrocketing. You know, LaMelo's become going to be a star. Miles Bridges is, is fantastic, coming off a great yeah. year. Um, then you get the Bridges um a, a domestic situation now you have the lamello injury it looks like they're you know headed toward the tank this season i wouldn't be surprised if they traded rosier and um and then if you get Wembayana or scoot henderson or, or yeah. amon thompson whatever the case might be now you have lamello and you know some other young pieces to build around if you have lamello and Wembayana, then you're the number one league pass team in the, in, in, yeah. in the yeah. league you know so um a lot obviously is going to depend on um, have the lottery bowl shake out. But if you're ever going to have a weird, terrible tank season, this is a good year to do it. Yeah. And you make a good point about Jordan, because one of the things I like to kind of remind myself is that Jordan, I mean, these are all NBA owners. So they're all very wealthy, obviously, but you know, Jordan is not one of the more wealthier owners. So he's not a guy who I know, I think maybe would be inclined to say, look, I'll just sell off my, my, my star attraction, knowing that that will hurt 
ticket sales and TV ratings and ad revenue and things like that. So you might have to really make it worth their while to make a move for a guy like Lamelo. That's where you would wonder if you know. I, I think you make a good point about uh, the Ball family and um, and his team. Like they they could maybe tip the scale to say, okay, we can make this very uncomfortable. And they that's, don't. They have, they have no problem doing that. That's, not that's, been, the, that's the wild part there. there. Like normally, I would say anybody on starter room contract is no chance. But we know that the Ball family is done straight. Yeah. Yeah.